Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square, yeah? On a very special episode, all Marvel edition, we enter the multiverse and pledge to serve Konshu. It's Moon Knight and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on Normies Like Us. Later, Gators. Save the world. Latest gators. You heard it up top. Get ready for a very special episode where we are talking all things Marvel Universe. So break out the shop tees and step through the portal because we're talking Moon Knight and the Multiverse of Madness here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, the Colin Supreme. I'm Mike Spector. I will pay my debt. Hey, I'm uh, Joe Lockley. I don't know nothing about uh, Mike's back, though. <laughs> Hello, my name is Dr. Jacob Strangemoon. Welcome to my my multiverse of nightness. Of moonness. Nice. Yes, it's the, uh, the multi-moon night, strange strange night of the moon multiplied. Yes, I am yeah. Dr. So Jacob Strangemoon. <laughs> big Marvel episode. It should be marvelous. Um, right off the bat... Uh, Sorry about last week. If there was a little technical difficulty, I think we had an audio drift. That's on me. I take full responsibility, but I'm going to blame Steven. He was the one I put in charge of the recordings last week. Seems like he mucked it all up. Uh, so we'll, we'll try to be on top of that. So uh, the YouTube version, though, will be perfectly in sync. So if you really want to hear that quiz with all the drama, do that. But that's, uh, that's the house cleaning. Uh, we're here to talk two big marvels. And that's, that's pretty cool. It's been a, a minute. Yeah. 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 So I guess, yeah, and we're going to do this a little different. We're going to have one segment uh, for, we're going to start with Moon Knight because uh, we've all seen all of Moon Knight. We're going to kind of go over that and then we'll have a break. And then three of us, Colin, Jacob, you know, the three personalities That's right. um, inside of uh, Host Night, uh, we'll, we'll do the Multiverse of Madness because Joe is going to go on a very special mission. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm from a universe where Multiverse of Madness uh, kept a different date. It switched with the Marvel, so we'll have to yeah. catch up at a different time. Yeah, yeah, his universe has not released yet. So we'll, we'll try to bring him back through the portal uh, next time. Uh, but we will get Moon Knight. So I say um, we just jump right into it. You know, the night is young. The moon is high. And let's get chatting. Marvel. We're back, and you heard it up top. We're talking uh, Moon Knight to kick things off in all things Marvel, because that's right. Uh, this stuff happened to be released on the same day. We had the finale of Moon Knight occurring the same week as the release of Doctor Strange uh, in the mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness. Uh, clearly some sort of Marvel tie-in. A lot of delays, right, leading to this as well, but uh, uh, I'm very happy to be talking both. We're talking the entire series of Moon Knight. We haven't even given, like, first impressions on a watch or anything like that. I don't mm-hmm. believe, mm-hmm. right? Nope. I don't think I so. Maybe no. just I don't touched think on so. it. Yeah. And we'll try to keep the each uh, property relegated to its segment, so we're not going to talk, oh, but in Multiverse it was similar to mm-hmm. Moon Knight in this way mm-hmm. or whatever, right? We're just going to talk no, just no, Moon no. Knight and just Doctor Strange. That's right. And we'll be it's full spoilers. Yeah. yeah. It's so a double feature. spoilers for Moon Knight now. If you want to skip to mar- uh, Multitudes of Madness, whatever the fuck, <laughs> you can <laughs> do that. <laughs> 
Multi moons of madness. Moon yeah. madness is what this That's episode's right. going to be called. The double Jacob's. future. Um, <laughs> But yeah, real quick up top, I want to ask, you know, growing up, did you guys ever have an interest? You know, as we know, Moon Knight is um, the avatar of Khonshu. There's a lot of Egyptian gods and Egyptian kind of mythology in this. Uh, Colin, kick it off to you. Were you, do you ever have oh, any yes. interest in this kind of stuff as yeah, a kid? Yeah, um, I prefer Greco-Roman stuff, but I was just like a super mythology gods and demons kid, Mike. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you are as well, because you can just add so much to your little fantasy worlds that you create in role-playing games. But like literally every religion, I'd be like, oh my God, these were, you know, idiots worshipped a fucking cow or, you know, like this thing or that thing. And it's just so fascinating that... Um, Egyptian specifically, it's just, it's wild. And yeah, I, I was just obsessed. And, and of course, we're from the 90s, so it's got to be said, The Mummy, Brendan Fraser. It's like, oh, yeah. that's right. It's oh, just that's right. Me, so. Which just celebrated its uh, 23rd anniversary. The movie is 23 years old. Amazing. Uh, wow. Yeah, obviously, I was uh, an Egyptian kid. Indiana Jones is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I, I loved all things Egypt. And uh, yeah. It was, it was fun to see all that back in action with Moon Knight. Nice, nice. Jacob, how about you? Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was, I was more into uh, like medieval era type stuff. But, you know, obviously I love the the mummy, Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. and Indiana Jones. So I'm, I'm into like archaeologist type stuff. Uh, and yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, like Colin was saying, I was drawn to things. If it had a pantheon, I was very interested in that. I want to know what all your gods mm. are. What do they look like? What do they do? Greek. What's their favorite food, blood type? You know, that kind of thing. Norse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Greek, yes. Norse, the, the Roman gods, you know, the Greek, all that. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, you know, Rome, a lot of times, it didn't get all the way to Egypt. Well, they had some, obviously, with Cleopatra, they did, but they would generally absorb other gods into their pantheon and just had one Wait. super pantheon, you know, as a way to keep people from, like, don't take but my the religion. Like, no, we'll this, just add it to ours. The writing on this sarcophagus, Mike, but wait, he did consider himself a pharaoh. Oh, Alexander the Great, he was. He was Egyptian too, of course. By George, it's Alexander oh, the yeah. Great sarcophagus. Yeah, that's oh, you know what? <laughs> late episode spoiling. Yeah, but uh, we're all in it. One other Big thing. National treasure vibes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's, yeah. you know, Indiana Jones, it always takes like some sort of like existing mythology. This is like. Here's a name you remember from sixth grade history class, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one other thing for me when I was a kid, I played a lot of Age of Empires. And there was mm. also a game called Age of Mythology, which was like Age of Empires, but very mythology based. And you could, there was, you know, it really went into in depth into different uh, religions and stuff. So I played mm-hmm. a lot of that as well. Nice, nice. So yeah, we get, we get this, um, it's sort of an action mystery little. Um you know, spy. It's it is kind of like a globe trotting spy film. You know, a little bit of an adventure Indiana yeah. Jones vibe. We're going into pyramids and dealing with gods. It's a it's a it's an interesting little show. Let's back up. That is yeah. the show for sure. But let's just take a step back because we're talking Marvel. I know we're not talking the other thing as well, but we're talking the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Gang, we are getting to the point where I have to check in and ask these things of, did you know that this character existed before this property? Uh, this is certainly question. no Spider-Man of any kind. Jacob, what does Moon Knight mean to you in your history? Oh, nothing really. Of course um, not. No, hmm. it, I'm not familiar with the character at all. So for me, I kind of prefer it that way because then I would probably be more bored watching this if I already knew like his origin story and everything. So basically I just knew that he was like, 
a superhero with multiple personality disorder or schizophrenia or whatever. And that's okay. kind of the only thing I knew about him. Hmm. Yeah. And I didn't have really any familiarity. I just, like I kind of knew the look, you know, like I was, I knew that a moon Knight existed, but I didn't know all the things about, let's say his personality. Sue, you know, so like I didn't had no idea that was a thing. Now, Joe, a comic book reader like myself, uh, there is a particular description people who read comic books in our time period would use to describe Moon Knight. I'm very curious if you would use it or say it. Do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Uh, Marvel, Batman, is that thank what you're you, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> thank Batman. you, my friend. Yeah, uh, I've heard it a million times. I would not use that comparison at all. You know, like Batman doesn't... Uh, no, like Batman's not like an immortal creature. Like, like Batman doesn't have uh, any any sort of like like if Batman gets shot in the head, Batman's done. That's mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? That's not necessarily the case for Moon Knight. Moon Knight in the late '90s, early 2000s is when he really started to hit. Uh, you know, like maximum saturation. I think in in Marvel comics, this was like the Marvel Knights era where they were trying to do things a little edgier. Uh, and that led directly into the Marvel Now books, which, Colin, I think those runs are kind of where people like you and I have right the most me. exposure. Yeah, yeah, mm. I see it right there. Nice. Yeah, I say I see, I see. all that to, to basically set up. Um, the words were true, the, the descriptors of white Batman in costume. He puts on this all-white costume because people wanted to – he wanted people to see him coming to attack you, right? But otherwise, it was no supernatural powers. He exclusively used gadgets. He was a millionaire from his mercenary work. He had hmm. a butler named Frenchie, who was his compatriot, who would sort of set up and help and maintain his gear. He used the moon wing, which was like a glider. He used the huh. moon cycle. I'm saying all this to say, is that anything like the show that we all watched? <laughs> I believe there's a motorcycle. That's probably about it. And it's not a moon cycle by any means whatsoever. Yeah, that is completely different day and night, pun intended. Um, so it seems like, yeah, the origins are way different than kind of where the character went, evolved into. The, and we're getting kind of a later stage Moon Knight adapted here. The question, he was, he was introduced in the 70s. And you get this understanding that, you know, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby in the 60s, it's like, okay, true believers, Thor is real. He's a space alien. Wowzy <laughs> wow. I'm taking all that mythology and making it mine. You totally get why that worked and why people in the 70s would be like, oh, shit, that worked for that fucking old man. What other dumb mythologies are out there? Egypt? Great. Grab it, graft it on, make an original character. Mm -hmm. And that gets totally lost over this course of the 80s, 90s, up to the 2000s, where Joe started talking about the edginess of it all. But in between, the the did, the multiple personality stuff was kind of always there. But the Mm -hmm. big question, and that they kind of... They kind of come to a definitive answer. I'm not sure if Joe would agree with this as well. But the the reality of what Khonshu was sort of came to a head in the 2000s of Khonshu is just one of his personalities. There is no God. There is no superpowers. There's nothing. Mark Spector, nothing makes him special. He's a person who is losing his mind, using his money to beat people up on the street. 
And that's kind of where it was until this Marvel Now run, which is loosely what the show is based on in that I'm having conversations with my father on the phone. I own that first volume right there. That that is the first Mm -hmm. Marvel Now that I'm pointing to uh, viewers if you watch it. Uh, And he's saying like my dad on the phone saying like, I don't like the Mr. Knight costume. I don't understand that. What's that from? And I go, Dad, I own the comic book that introduces that costume. It's completely different. It doesn't make sense in the comic book, too, because unfortunately what you guys have to understand, and listeners as well, if you're not big uh, comic book readers, like Joe said, that run behind me is critically acclaimed. Uh, It's written by this guy named Warren Ellis. Guess what? He never gets to finish that run. Even though it's popular, it only becomes popular in the trades. It's like cult comic uh, or cult Mm -hmm. TV shows. You know, it's like once it gets canceled, you pick up the DVDs and go, oh, this is really good. So like Like your butterflies, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is Moon Knight's legacy, too. I mean, the character was introduced in Werewolf it's by a Night. Mess. Like, yeah. It was a, Which a we're getting character uh, that ended up, like, taking on an entire life of its own. I, one of my favorite things about the, the Batman argument is, right, like, people now are like, uh, Batman with prep time. How much prep time does Batman need? Batman's the ultimate str- uh, strategy mm-hmm. mind. Uh, Taskmaster is the can can not mimic one person in the entire of the Marvel universe. That one person is Moon Knight because Moon Knight does not block. Moon Knight does not stop. Moon Knight is all attack, no defense, no matter what the situation is. And Taskmaster can't mimic that. Huh. That's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. And I'm trying to think we'll have to discuss whether or not that gets translated to this version in the show. I, I think he blocks. But um, it is fascinating that the the character of Moon Knight, since his origin to now, does, in fact, have a, an identity crisis. It's almost fitting that the character is kind of all over the place uh, and then gets appreciated later. And I yes. think maybe we'll see what happens with the show. But that's uh, that's all stuff I had no idea about. So uh, thanks for filling me in. It, but again, not necessary at all. Throw it all away because I'm for very show, curious yeah. comparatively for the products you got because what we're left with is very interesting. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about the look. Now, the costume that Moon Knight has, which you go, it's Egyptian. Of course he looks like a mummy. That's great. Again, no comic book version of him has ever looked the way that he looks on this show. That is a singular look. The things he does is incredibly singular. Do you guys like it? How how does it work for you? Uh, Well, I I do want to bring up one parallel. You mentioned that that comic run that is kind of loosely based off of that's kind of like Hawkeye, you know, is loosely based off this thing. But there's a different version as well. Yes. Yeah. So we're we're getting kind of they're they're pulling from Marvel now, Um, knowing nothing about it. I do like it. And you see what they're doing with Thor and like, oh, Norse gods are a thing. Why not Egypt? And if they're just going to if if Khonshu is, in fact, real. And it's just Egyptian gods, let's go, you know, or, you know, it's a snow globe and the entire show and season two is like, ah, no, he's just sure. crazy guy, who knows, but uh, I kind of like took, it and I like the look. Yeah. The, the, the fact that it took like 50 years for someone to be like, oh, that Egyptian god who's white should make it look like mummy wraps blows my mind. Yeah. Like that, is, that was singularly uh, Kevin Feige's idea. Yes. And I'm shocked that it took this long for someone to take the Egyptian character in white and just, yeah. What if you added texture to that? Yes. Mm. 
Yeah. And it gives it a unique look, Jacob. I mean, what do you think? Because it has that texture. It's not just spandex or a muscle suit. It, it is unique, you know, right. even the way it comes on, it kind of wraps around him. I think that's very cool visually. And then the Mr. Knight is when he's Steven under the suit, essentially. Right. So that's just to signify that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the suit looks fine. Yeah. I mean, it's I liked it. Uh, the Mr. Knight one, I, I, you know, it's, it's whatever, but I like, it's kind of clever to have that so, to signify who's like in control of, of the body at the time. Right. It's fun later when they're kind of switching back and forth. And I, I it did grow on me, I think, um, as did, you know, a lot of the personalities of the characters in this show, uh, overall, but unique from what we've seen in these shows, I guess. Yeah. Super spoilers to what Jacob just said, but in that suggestion of the suit changing to how you look, will we never see the two Moon Knights we've seen again? If we ever saw Moon Knight again with Jake Lockley, would he have a third different suit? Oh, probably. My hope, hope, Colin, is that if they do that, it'll be the Marvel now with the black accents mixed in with the white. up. That would be Mm, really cool. He's an edgier. Yeah, I would love to see a third, you know, the Jake Lockley Moon Knight outfit. You know, as we know, there is a third personality in there um, that even Mark and Steven are apparently unaware of. And when he takes over, bad shit happens and people die. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And Spanish is spoken. Yeah. Spanish so is I, spoken. I would look forward to seeing that. Uh, <laughs> that. Um, maybe this is a good question. We talked about the suits. What do we think about... Steven and Mark and, and potentially Jake, even though he's, he was kind of hidden or, you know, if you watch the show again, I bet you'd pick up on more, maybe Jake I moments than that. you did the first time. But yeah, Colin, what do well, you think about these the, three? The man underneath it, I'll say even Oscar Isaacs, uh, Mike, yes. are you an Oscar Isaacs fan? Big time, big time. Ex Machina, Dune, they I, fly I now. Like, yeah, I like fly. a Poe yeah. Dameron. I like a they fly now. They fly now, dude. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Oscar Isaac. How about you? Like, Joe, you like Oscar Isaac? Oh, yeah. It, add to the list Inside Lewin Davis, uh, Annihilation. I mean, I love everything I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. He's never bad in He's anything. He's very talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything yeah. you guys said. Drive, which is the first thing that I remember seeing him in. He was just in a small supporting role, and I was like, oh, that guy. He, you know, might want to watch out for him. And then, obviously, Inside Lewin <laughs> Davis, I love. Um, one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies. And uh, I guess that kind of goes in my overall thoughts of this whole show is that I thought it was kind of middling material, but with an excellent Oscar Isaac's performance in it. And I think that's kind of what really saved it. Yeah. Uh, but he's doing great work. It's just, I wish he had, you know, I wish he would do other, you know, I wish he had better material sometimes, but um, he make, he makes some weird choices sometimes with like the X-Men apocalypse that didn't work out too well. When he tries to do <laughs> oh, franchise yeah, things, yeah. how dare you? Um, he didn't hasn't work found out. kind of his thing yet. I forgot maybe, about that one. I agree yeah. with you. Is, Moon Knight, is this apology money for Star Wars? Like, <laughs> hey man, yeah, he had Star Wars. <laughs> you get he was great show, in Star Wars, too. but obviously the yeah. you know mixed Zack feelings Snyder's about his movies. Sucker Punch. You love Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. <laughs> oh, he was the bad guy. Yeah, the bad and he was in Dune, and I loved him in Dune, but unfortunately, you know, spoiler alert for that movie, he. He dies right in the first part, so we're not going to see He does play two. the daddy in Dune, and of course, he is known as the Internet's daddy, Jacob, and he was yes. told this on the press tour for Moon Knight, where they said, do you understand that it is a popular meme to refer to you as daddy, to which he responded, that's okay, you could call me daddy if you want to. Yes, and he said, uh, Timothy Chalamet <laughs> nice. was a special little baby, oh. and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, so he's great. great. He seems like a great guy in, like, in interviews and stuff that I've seen, he seems like a really down-to-earth guy, and uh, nice 
you know, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's a director. I mean, he's like Him the and, best. Uh, Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal have like a really fun relationship on social and stuff like that too. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, get him in the Mandalorian. Oh wait, no, he's well, already Poe Dameron. He can't be. What is Never that? Because they were in that Poe Dameron's Affleck ancestor. movie Triple Frontier together. Is that why? Yes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they were in that <laughs> movie together, but I think <laughs> they're just so weird. I think they've known each other for a while and stuff too, and sure. they're both kind of you know Hispanic actors coming up at the same time, so they kind of identify with that angle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is uh, yeah, and. and I was just going to say, he's Guatemalan and uh, Jewish on his mother's side, of course. Mark Spector, the first Jewish uh, superhero, I would imagine, Mm -hmm. right? And, of course, Mm. spoilers, but uh, Layla, the first Egyptian superhero, I would imagine, portrayed in screen. I don't know if you saw, he was on SNL recently, and if you watched his monologue on SNL, he kind of jokes about how in uh, Hollywood he's known as, uh, like, uh, ethnic, which means he can basically play (sighs) anything. Uh, right, right. And because he's played, you know, he's played white, he's played Jewish, he's played Hispanic, he's played many different, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Middle you know, Eastern, I watched yes. in a Ridley Scott movie recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you need someone vaguely ethnic. You call mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac and just put him in there. But um, Hollywood, they're doing a better job. Like, so we have first a lot of Egyptian actors in this show and stuff generally. But um, back to what Jacob said, it is a great performance from oscar isaac i think he does crush it and i think it's interesting the way they start the show introducing us to steven only to find out you know steven is not the original personality i think that's really a cool way to set it up i mean Mm. uh joe how does that kind of work for you and differ from the comics at all uh i mean that works for me i thought there was too much steven if i'm being real i love steven oh joe i I did you want to get rid of me escape i really like (laughs) mr knight gets to do that was very good jacob (laughs) somebody like fun things in the comic and i feel like they turned it into like a pretty one note joke of like Oh, you've got powers now, and I say British words like I don't know. Yeah. I like Mister Knight a lot more in the comics, Mr. but I feel I feel like the way Stephen is in the comics is maybe a little too close to how we're going to see Jake in in the shows. Like, mm. Colin, do you think that's mm. fair to say at all? That's fair. Again, in the comics, uh, Mr. Knight is essentially like a fourth personality, maybe. He's kind of just how Mark is presenting himself in a more social manner, and he wants to be a, a private investigator, essentially, and he, he is, like, cooperating with the police. He is not a vigilante. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do know, like, you know, Mark Spector is kind of known as – the, as Moon Knight. So that's something I knew going in, like, oh, they're presenting him as Steven to begin with, but I know his main alias is probably going to be yes. Mark Spector, because that's how uh, the comics are. That it are. would overtake him. But but I, I like the Stevenness of it all, because the fish-out-of-water angle is, of course, a good idea for a TV show to spring it off of can you believe this guy's going in this? Let me, let me, let me bring up a very controversial thing, because I think this kind of, mm-hmm. if you like this... You like all of it. If you don't like it, none of this works for you. The blackout fights. Now, Mm. it seemed like something (laughs) where a lot of the critics were like, is this how it's going to be? This is dumb. And I think it's a very effective device to use in the intro, in that first episode primarily, because, again, it is the fish out of water, and you are highlighting Mm -hmm. the difference between the two. It's not like it stayed that way. There's plenty of action through the rest. 
But yep. the final fight, the literal final fight, the climax and payoff of this entire series is a callback to that. And the villain, Ethan Hawke, who we should talk about in a bit, is defeated mm -hmm. by our lead in a way where the audience is not sufficiently satisfied, I would say. Right, but it is a callback right. primarily. Yeah. Does that work for you guys? Well, we see throughout... He goes and even you know he kind of blacks out when Jake Lockley appears, and that's when it gets really violent, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. To me, it kind of seems like a way to get around filming and paying for action <laughs> scenes, right? But it's, it feels like a way for Disney Plus to keep the illusion of the violence of the Netflix this is shows without actually stuff, showing right, the violence of eh. the Netflix shows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of ketchup on the ground. You don't show it coming out of the bottle. You I just cut to it's already spilled. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the payoff, but I have a problem with they, they did it too much. Even saying like, oh, it's a callback to that. It happens like four times in the pilot. Like if it happened once yeah. in the pilot and it's the first time we see an altar appear and then it happened once at the end after we think we're through the altar drama, right. only to find out there is an additional personality. It would yeah. work. That's it happens it again when he's too much. It, it, yeah. They did it only when, when it he's felt in Egypt. Like it was convenient. Yeah, mm. he's fighting those three guys in Egypt. He blacks out. They're like all dead on the ground or whatever. And there, um, that Ethan one Hawk in particular, there's no reason for that one to have happened. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, just saying Jake. That's Jake Lockley coming out, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but then it is the climax of the series, and they just cut away right. and cut back, right? So I could see how people are dissatisfied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have an issue with this, too, because it does another cliche where they got Ethan Hawke defeated, and then Mark's like, all right, we got to kill him. We've been trying to kill him the whole time because he has the god inside of him now, and if we kill him, all right, nobody will be killed. And it's like, don't do it, Mark. And it's like, I've killed like 80 people on the way to this. Like, yeah. what's the last guy? Yeah. And it's just so that in the post cred, surprise, Jake Lockley takes over and well, finishes the you, job Mike, himself. But at the same time, I just kind so of, they could do that with Jake Lockley. But I like that yeah. twist because it's like Steven and Mark. Because like the whole moral battle between Steven and Mark, where Mark's doing things that Steven thinks is terrible. Disagrees with. Yeah. Uh, by the end of it, they both agree, all right, we're not going to kill Ethan Hawke, but then there's an even darker personality. Their scales Jake are Lockley. balanced. Oh, no, not yeah. anymore. No, but he needed to die at that point. He killed thousands of people, right. presumably. Well, he is a god yeah. in them. <laughs> yeah, I could get it done, and then we'll stop. This is the last one, okay? All right, Mac, we can just do this last one then. Yeah. Make it quick. I, speaking, speaking of the gods, though, I adored the, like, kaiju in the background during mm -hmm. the final battle sequence. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, one of my favorite MCU moments. Just, it feels so much like a comic book to see that. Uh, I thought it was really mm -hmm. inventive and, and exciting. That was cool. Yeah, Conchu with the alligator was I very, liked very fun. F. Murray Abraham as Conchu's voice. I thought that was really... He was really yeah. fun. So yeah. too much for me. It it, it sometimes it does like, vibes. too too much like venom to me. Sure. Mm. Um, oh. and, <laughs> and like and I mean that as like an absolute insult Steven, the way as a like it. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um Let's let's talk about um, you know we're talking about the gods and Colin. You mentioned Ethan Hawke. What do we think about Ethan Hawke's character? I I don't know his name. That could be a personal Arthur failing. Harrow. Yeah, it's uh, Arthur Harrow. It, it's rough. Yeah. Now we're introduced to this um, idea of avatars, right? These avatars of the gods. People have brought up how is this connected to the grander MCU? I was talking to Joe about it. They set up in Black Panther in that intro that they are the avatar of Bost, the Panther god of Egypt, right? So this mm -hmm. is this is sort of this idea that like these gods could come to you, you will be a vessel for them. 
whatever happens, happens. Now, I was thinking about yeah. this, Mike, um, and not even yeah, to answer yeah. your question of what I think about Arthur Harrow, because I really don't care yeah, about yeah. this villain at all or even for a second of it. But the fact that <laughs> no, he's this avatar. is just a function of an avatar. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it really bugged me at the end, too, when Amit's like, I didn't even know you were doing all this. And he's like, yeah, I've just been kind of doing it on my own. Like, here we go. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think... That is my best bet at being a superhero in the MCU. I don't want to be bit by anything or blasted by anything or injected by anything. I don't really want to wear like a suit or anything crazy. But you know what? If some sort of if you if Ra wants to just like take a ride for like a little bit, I am fucking down for that. Like take over the body, man. I could do that for a bit. But then it's I'll basically sure you enslaving die. you. You'll get powers. Yeah. yeah. It is what it Short -term is. Short-term basis, though. You're pledging yeah, honestly, it's though. service of a god, and you <laughs> yes. have to follow its will. I'm pretty so sure. It's basically being a paladin in D&D. Yes, thank mm. you, Mike. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'll get to go to the Field of Reeds at the end, so what's <laughs> yeah. the matter? Yeah. What is there to do in that heaven, though? I'm Man, hang out boring as that. You just pray you don't have allergies. You just yeah. recreate the gladiator and you just drag your uh, fingers through them. Hey, you, you ever seen Feel the Dreams? That's, uh, that's what this is for. That's what you could do. But what Kevin about you guys? Come out and you're you, play would, ball. you wouldn't want to be an avatar? I mean, it's the Depends best way I would God. get powers. I think you're right, because I'm not into training or working hard. <laughs> I'd rather get, like, radioactive me. or something, get yeah. bitten by a, something, you know. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, Chernobyl. I guess. The roll of the dice I, of that. I, I said it before. I like Greco-Roman before. We know that we're going to get some of that pantheon in uh, the upcoming Thor, Thor God, Love, and Thunder. Yes. Knowing me, like, Hades would be like, yo, Colin, let me ride that thing for a minute. I'd be like, absolutely, dude. Like, you do what if you do. If Hades, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, why Sign not? Yeah. Oh, James Woods right. inside Hercules me, Mike? Movie? Why yeah, not? James yeah, Woods is yeah. like, hey, Colin, come join the alt right with me. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah, go we gotta no. kill Hillary. <laughs> like, oh my don't, God. Don't you think I'm taxed to die, Colin? <laughs> but Conchu oh, no. protects those who travel at night. You want me to hunt down Pizzagate? <laughs> it's like, yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But um, so the other guy, Ahmed is, you know, to contrast yeah. Kanchu, Ahmed is killing people. We have Tawere, who is the hippo. They're, they're pre-criming yes. it. They're minority like, oh, you're going to do yeah. a crime. We're going to kill you before that happens. They're minority Meanwhile, reporting. Kanchu's like, I'll punish them. Yeah, that's literally a god, and you're like, no, no, no. They stole this from minority <laughs> reports. This, this, yeah, yeah. That's the first time that had ever been done. That's right. Of Steven Spielberg's minority report. That's right. That's right. That's right. Just trying to find a parallel to the audience, something they can grab on to. Yeah, here's you know. my question. <laughs> you guys love Minority Report. I, I know you do. You keep telling us to cover it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll report on it, yeah. Once you're the majority. I have a question about, so, Stephen and Mark, right? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. physics of their, how, the, how they live their life. Don't because even try. Mark is living yeah, in America, no. but he turns into a British guy sometimes who's just like, so when that, when that first started happening... Don't you think Stephen would be like, wait, why am I in America? Like, what's going on? And then we see later, you know, Stephen has his own life in London where he's a, he has a job at a museum. He has, you know, relationships with people. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's just Mark hiding out in London. But I'm just very confused about the whole situation. It doesn't really yeah, get yeah. explained well. I, I, it doesn't have to make sense. It's candy. I think it's kind of the way you need to look at it. Like it does. It's fair. truly yeah. like they, you, you know. Yeah. You can make the argument that like, well, he never worked at the gift shop at all. That's none of that's real because in the scenes where he's in the asylum, his boss is there. Why would she be there? That's all just something oh, that the brain yeah. makes up when he's in his chasm. 
Well, the asylum stuff is in his is in his brain, but is he's it? pulling from his real life. That's why Arthur Harrow is there. Why do we jump um, back there at the end? Why do we yeah, have an know. entire thing after the afterlife, after they've already reconnected, where they go inside? Is it truly, you know and what? I ask this, I have no no answer for it. Is it truly just him having a mental lapse or some sort of episode? I it think could so, be. yeah. Which, I mean, that yeah. episode was the best episode of the series, right? We can all agree on that, the fifth episode. Yes. Yeah, where yeah. he's in the asylum, mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out what's happening. He's got, you can see both personalities manifested physically as people, right? Um, so and you learn the kind of the backstory, what happened with him and his abusive mother and the reason Steven was created. Yeah, that was the best part of the show when yeah. it had the least amount of punching. And that's an interesting you know? backstory for, for his mom to never forgive him for her, for no. his sibling's death, unfortunately. Which I'm pretty sure is tweet. I'm pretty sure that's, that's altered. Mm. For the, for the show. Mm, little bit in that hmm. uh, he he does die, but the he becomes his brother. Of course, becomes like it's called like Shadow Guard. It's like an all black sure. Moon Knight who's like his you know yeah. arch rival. So it's the worst. <laughs> That's season right, two. Worst. Have the, the evil version yeah, of the hero of for him to fight. At right. some point. Like, That's the Marvel standard. If they ever That's, make the movie that the director wants to make, I'm sure that's the what they'll do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Great. We got it with Black Panther, Ant-Man. But, um, that fifth yeah. episode, let's say, though, incredibly respectful to did uh, Disassociative Identity Disorder. Disorder yep. The idea that young mm-hmm. abuse usually is where it occurs. People creating these identities to sort of house and compartmentalize the abuse that they're going through. Uh, mm-hmm. Very Trauma, well done. Yeah. I loved good. it. Thought it was great. This is the second Disney show where the fifth episode or the penultimate episode, if you include WandaVision, is a tour guide of people going through their memories and experiencing, quote unquote, the best scenes where we just get these, you know, uh, uh, quotes. I'll just even say after I said, quote, unquote, actual quotes where people are like, yes, oh, the love persevering is like the line of WandaVision or in this, you Mm. know, you you get uh, the origin of later gators and stuff. Um, Mm hmm. That yeah. it's again it for for the strength of this show which is that it really is not connected to the MCU at all in any kind of way um mm. boy it's still just doing the same thing yeah, yeah i mean they have sort of a formula that they stick to um i don't think it's yeah, working I, I think we're officially at the point where i would say it's not working mm. like i don't oh, think i'll that- be saying that next <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I am reaching a point of Marvel fatigue, I think, with the current formula. Mm -hmm. And this show is evident of that because the best stuff is just, you know, Oscar Isaac getting to, like, do these performances. And the fifth episode is pretty much just that. Yes. And and the rest of it, you know, there's good and bad. Uh, but you can see you know, there's him. not a lot to like love no, except but, but for Mike, you can see him flipping through comics or whatever things you know his agents give to him and he goes this one guy plays three different characters and I can kind of just get the real estate to like come up with the accent come up with the mannerisms we can style yeah. different way. oh this will get me an Emmy like this is an acting right I'm sure that was yeah. intriguing to him yeah um, you don't and especially the dramatic scenes of you're not supposed to see that. Yeah. Yeah, the idea exactly. that it's like, and we'll wrap you in mummy stuff. It's like, okay, that's great. Sure. That's kind of what it is. Like if you're a, if you're an actor these days, like you got to have your superhero franchise at some point. 
for most, uh, you know, most big actors these yeah. days and actresses. Well, they're not making anything else. Yeah, yeah that's know. true. Uh, but like I said, you know, I think Oscar Isaac has been looking for like he wa- he didn't just want to do anything, you know, just to do a franchise. But he he did X Men. That obviously didn't work out too well. Uh, and he's like, you know, finally I'm going to do one of these Marvel things, and it's something where you can really stretch his acting. Chops, Egypt, but, Egypt. I do like Marvel yeah. and Egypt. Let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, because he's already in Egypt for Apocalypse. He's like, I already am pretty familiar. <laughs> what else do we? But I do want to ask you guys. This. I, I researched yeah. it. So of all these, so Wandavision, Loki, mm-hmm. Captain Soldier, and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Marvel, uh, <laughs> Captain Soldier, yes. yeah, Hawkeye. And now mm. Moon Knight, five shows. Mm. How would you rank those from one to five? That's an impossible mm. question. I'm just going to give you what my top is. And I want okay. to pitch a future <laughs> segment. So mark this down, listeners, where since yeah. Jacob is now into Letterboxd as well, I either want to have some sort of Letterboxd duel where you and I read <laughs> our top lists and I just keep going, yes. your choices are wrong. And I just keep trying to talk over you. Sure. Or yeah. doing something called that's the segment that, name. It might be. Or it might be called Starcrossed, where anything Jacob has rated above three stars that I have rated under three stars, we hash mm. out and you guys vote on we to see what's to better. Death. Because oh, I love the it. way you Let have listed out these shows, these Marvel TV shows, Jacob, drive you me agree with. crazy. <laughs> drive me crazy. All right. What's your, what's your biggest problem? My number one that I am walking away with right now is Hawkeye. Uh-huh. And I know that's controversial. Hawkeye. And you have hmm. it so low. Hawkeye? Out of all Hawkeye. of them? Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, it's going to have the most rewatchability. It's seasonal. Twice. No, and I never will. No, no, and Maybe I never I'll will. Maybe I'll watch probably. Hawkeye next Christmas. That's my commitment. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a seasonal That's watch. I'll tell you my order. And yes, please do. Top of the list, I got to put Loki. I think Loki was hands down the best one. That's my number two. And then Loki I would, was low-key very good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I would put probably WandaVision. I think I had WandaVision 2, Hawkeye 3, Moon Knight 4, Captain Soldier 5. Captain Soldier. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to remember Captain what that's Sol- I, I think, <laughs> Joe, do you agree that Captain Soldier is maybe the, the low end of the I, I don't here? think there's any point in ranking them because they all have the exact same issue and they all fall short in exactly the same way to me. Every single mm, one of them is, wow. is poorly paced and has, a, like, the last two episodes are the only two I actually care about. Every single like one even, of them yeah. has fan service mm. moments that aren't really fan service moments. No. I don't know who they're for. Like the Ralph Boner moment, uh, the oh, yeah. US agent <laughs> Falcon two <laughs> moment. Like, I don't know where this, like, we're going to give you what you want. Just kidding. It's different. Anyway, like here's a two hour movie in six hours. Right. Okay. Well, that's my and criticism pay off right? for moon Knight specifically is that, this could have been a two-hour movie, but it was stretched into a six-hour TV series. Two hours, and it 90, felt very draggy minutes. to me. Yeah, it could have just been a movie, and this is the first one that really felt like it had a cohesive three acts. I felt like, and it oh, would have yeah. worked better as a movie. And so I don't know why they just didn't mm. make it a movie. The only one that I don't think would work better as a movie is WandaVision because it's yes. actually playing on the idea of television. One hundred percent. That said, yeah. it still has the same exact pacing pacing issues that every other single show has. Yes, it's, I agree They with that. all have the same problem, in my opinion. Yeah. Mike, what is your number one? 
Uh, number one's hard. I, I do really like Loki. I like Hawkeye because it's like Christmas. You know, it's Die Hard with bows and arrows. It's so you know, low stakes. Yeah. It's so funny. Hawkeye you don't fun. remember how funny it is, Jacob. But if it's it was low a stakes. Yeah. holiday special, it would it, be better. It's, it is what yeah. it is. I don't care. I don't like any you're of them. Right, you're, you're right. right. You're right. All these shows I mean, have pacing <laughs> problems. Because, like, let's think yeah. about, well, like, look at all of them. You know, think about WandaVision and we have, like, the the side characters there and the, the side characters in this, the side characters in Hawkeye. Like, it's all kind of forgettable. Yeah. Like even even you know the swordsman or whatever from right. you know, like yeah he was great but it's like every show has two to three episodes dare. you could just take out and the show well, functions exactly. Yeah, I would say WandaVision had the least pacing issues because you need those early yes. TV episodes to set it up and I think that worked as a show right. and I think I Loki again, works as a show. Maybe that's my favorite any then. Any of them because if you haven't <laughs> no. rewatched any no. of them, I, I challenge you to rewatch Wanda. But how often do I rewatch? I think it stays fresh after to, a couple seasons. Jacob's saying, "How episodes. often do you mm-hmm. rewatch these MCU movies?" I used to watch the early ones all the time. I just rewatched mm-hmm. Doctor Strange for this other thing we're going to talk about that has no connection to this thing we're talking about. But you know, like Shang Chi yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. No, I'm not going to. It's going to take no. a long time to get the back. The ones into I them rewatch. Again. are are, you know, Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. I'll rewatch that. I'll rewatch the first Avengers. I'll watch the you know, Spider-Man. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are the only ones I do rewatch. Yeah. So you watch the things you like? Who would have thunk? I'm just saying the more middling <laughs> stuff. Like, I can... There was things I liked about the Eternals. I'm not going to rewatch it anytime soon. But then there's not much I, you liked about it, I guess, is the argument I'm making. The argument I'm making is we've reached a point where, like, you can't call something Endgame it's over. and then not evolve yeah. and expect people to stay just as interested. Like, if you guys aren't watching, re-watching things, or you think, like, they, the shows get boring halfway through, or you wouldn't re-watch six episodes of a TV show, I've watched The Mandalorian four fucking times. Damn. Like, yeah. I haven't you know re-watched I mean? The Mandalorian so, either. So, here's... No, here's what I'm feeling. You're right, Joe, because like I I like Marvel movies enough, but they are really kind of empty calories almost. Like I I well, it's always been that way, and then I don't think about it again. I don't think it's always been that way. Well, it's like James Bond has like 20 movies, but he's been around for 60 years. The MCU is like 20 years old and has like more than 500 movies. I would argue. I agree. The question is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, all it needs to do is hold your attention enough. To get to the next thing. Exactly. And Moon Knight seems to be only getting to Moon Knight season two. So my question mm. for you guys is, are you interested in that? Would you watch more despite kind yeah, of... Yeah, I would uh, watch a season two. For the record, through. has not been greenlit or announced no. or anything like that. The director no, has said not. that okay. they would like to do a movie. Okay. Okay, a movie to follow. I, I would be interested in that just because of Oscar Isaac, but, you know... I, yeah, I don't know. It, it is weird. These things kind of just come right. Well, here's my take by, on uh, I don't think about again. Marvel, and we'll get into it more in the next segment too, in our second part of our double feature. But um, yeah, you know, I think Marvel has always been kind of like empty calories type entertainment. Yeah. Um, as long as they're still doing well financially, you know, I can't argue that they're not working. You know, like I don't know what the numbers are for the the Disney Plus shows, but like. I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange is doing well financially. Obviously, Spider-Man No Way Home well, was a huge success. The first week this was reported through Nielsen, it was at number three. Uh-huh. And that's because Nielsen's behind. So in a couple of weeks, it might move up to number one in streaming TV. But it's, you know, it's in the top five. So like yeah, people were watching good. Moon Knight. I think some of these shows have captured the zeitgeist more than others, like WandaVision. Uh, people were really talking about that when it came out, right? This one maybe less a real so. Avenger in yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is an unknown character. Yeah, right? so, so some the of these are better, some of these are worse. They're all kind of in the middle for me, but um, you know, they're fine. I mean, they're they're good entertainment. I'm but reaching the point of, where I don't yeah. think that's enough. I don't think uh, WandaVision and Loki. I think you were trying something different. My biggest disappointments have been the two that I was looking forward to the most: Moon Knight and uh, you know uh, Winter Soldier Captain and Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, uh, and they're the two mm-hmm. that frankly just should have been movies. You, right. you yeah. didn't know how you didn't want to make a transition movie with Sam as Cap, so you made the TV show. No, that could have been Captain America four. Yeah, and then Moon Knight easily could have been a movie. I totally agree yeah. with that. Yeah, and like I, I really want to see more of Moon Knight, but I'm not really interested in seeing another TV show that kind of uses the same gimmick and does yeah. the same sort of storytelling. Yeah, I like, I, I, I don't know, lean more into the supernatural for me, like. I, you know, give me a Halloween special called Werewolf by Night that's an hour-long, you know, Moon Knight episode. Like, I would I would rather prefer things like that than, than these shows that all have the same pacing issues to me. And even if it's direct to streaming or charges 10 bucks, whatever, like, just, yeah, I, I would prefer a movie of this. Like, even if you don't want to do the theatrical release because it's a pain in the ass, just do a movie, yeah. you know, or, you know. But you've got the draw I, of an with Oscar you, Isaac level talent. People would go see that movie, I think. How does this make Theaters. you guys feel about the Disney Plus shows moving forward? I mean, like, I'll be honest. This was the first time I watched Moon Knight every day, like on Wednesday, the, the day after it came mm-hmm. out. But... Towards the end, it sort of started to feel a little bit like a chore, man. Sort of feel like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to throw that into what I'm watching. It wasn't the the WandaVision or Mando days no, of no. waiting up until midnight. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, my Disney Plus crashed because so many people are trying to get into this. Text like, you guys. You, know, you guys will have your next I feel segment, the same way. I didn't even get to Doctor Strange in theaters. Like, yeah. I think the fatigue is real. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, I think, is worth seeing in theaters. Um the, the next show is what Ms. Marvel, right? Yeah, and I'm kind of very iffy about that. I'm sure it'll be very in the nervous middle, down the middle. Yeah, I bet it's going to be very similarly structured. Like, yeah, three and four for this, I was like already like, you know, I like Oscar Isaac, but I'm getting kind of bored. And then episode five, and I'm like, okay, I'm back in. And then the finale was I'm kind of mixed on it, you know? Yeah, and then it's just done now. Uh-uh. So. I'm, I'm feeling fatigued, I think, and I'm not really excited about Miss Marvel. I don't have any familiarity. No, no and well, like, they're changing. I mean, the big controversy with that one is they're changing her powers. Yeah. Uh, you know, from whatever oh, big really? hands, you know. She puts from her big hands. Big hands. <laughs> All right. Just big hands. We're talking Marvel TV. Let's jump over. Let's talk the feature world now. Let's move on through this magic portal. We'll talk more Marvel after the break. back we are officially entering the multiverse here stepping through without our compatriot joe while we enter what can only be described as a multiverse of madness here in the marvel cinematic universe talking the doctor strange sequels to the 2016 film doctor strange uh i'll just start off here guys and, and say we got a lot to talk about today 
probably the most important of which is the fact that, as we all know, your dreams are just you seeing your multiverse versions of yourself. Makes me depressed about this version of myself. (laughs) A big spoiler, by the way, but yeah. Yeah, someone's dreaming this right now. What are you seeing? Yeah, what are you seeing, Mike? (laughs) You probably, like, get to fly and stuff. I have had multiverses where I'm being chased, like, by vampires and stuff. That's not very fun. Um, so, So I feel bad for that version, but, you know. That's the vampire yeah, I yeah, definitely saw it's Witch the, in that the layer of the Matrix that they made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not so sure that's how dreams work. Uh, no, uh, they do now. <laughs> There's a lot of things about this movie. I'm not sure how they work. Uh, we're yeah. talking uh, the return here of a filmmaker I love, Sam Raimi, directing at that's the right. helm of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Longtime a- editors back. A lot of creative long time editor uh but a solo quote-unquote doctor strange movie right mm. um but of course it is tied to a billion things that are marvel as well including the fact that it is written by michael waldron who uh, wrote the loki series as we were just talking mm. about in the marvel tv universe mm-hmm. um and i have to say god i really think the script is the <laughs> weakest part of this thing and mm. since Rise of Star Wars, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Rise of Skywalker, I have not watched a film that gave me this much whiplash in my life. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, we talked about pacing issues with the shows. There is major pacing and plotting issues with this movie. Mm. There's cool stuff contained within, but yeah, I got a lot of whiplash too, Jacob. Did this have a continuity or were you kind of all over? I want to say overall, I liked this movie more than disliked it. It was Hmm. uneven. It was uh, a bit messy, but I mean, the main thing I liked about it, you said it already, Sam Raimi, and Hell I yeah. was pleasantly surprised that, you know, he was able to put his own style yes. in, into this movie. It shone through, and those were the best parts of the movie to me, Yes, uh, were the Sam Raimi elements of it. Yeah, so, yeah. Definitely to me, shines through. it's better than average... Marvel, you know, it's better than average Marvel fare for me. Yeah, yeah, and I want to. We'll, we'll probably do at some point. Hey, what? It'll be a new segment called "What Sam Raimi Stuff Did You Notice?" And we'll just put that at some point. Um, <laughs> that sounds but great. I, yeah. I want to ask you guys: How did you? Um, how was your viewing experience? Did you get? You know, how, how was that? Brilliant question. It was great, Mike. I had reached yeah. out to sort of everybody to figure out, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Jacob was the only one who bit for the showing we we're syncing up on. I was mm-hmm. kind of pushing, like, yo. 4D, 3D. It's different than 4D. It's different than just 3D. Mm-hmm. It's 4D, 3D. Whoa. Let's do it. Let's do the motion, the 3D, everything. The It'll be way stuff, too much. Right? Yeah. Uh, but Sam Raimi of it all, how kinetic he is. It'll be mm-hmm. so crazy. What do you think? Jacob was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, you know, not really biting for it. By the time I even looked it up, it was sold out. Ah, so we wow. were kind of reconfiguring, figuring out what we do. We ended up doing 3D, and I'm very happy that we huh, did. Ah, 3D, okay. Yeah, I think the 3D looked good with this movie. Um, I would recommend, you know, if you want to see it in theaters, and you know, check out the 3D. It's pretty nice, cool. Nice, nice. Well, I, um, I, I didn't go until Sunday. You know, we had, um, you know, some friends wedding over the weekend, so I didn't go Friday. I went Sunday in the, in the evening. Um, plenty of seats. Uh, I always go to the Korean theater over here, but they have what is known as screen X. So the main screen is in front of you. And then the left and right walls of the theater are also projected upon as this kind Whoa. of peripheral expansion. So when they're flying through the multiverse and there's fractals in front of and on the left and right of me, it was kind of interesting. Um, and I get my Whoa. Korean subtitles. So, you know, I loved it, you know. 
Um, That's at least the experience. awesome. I would love to do that. That's so a like really a, cool It's like a four man's IMAX or Omnimax, right? Yeah. It's like you get three yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah, but additive yeah. in a way. Yeah, it is additive, yeah. especially for the particle effects and all the Marvel CG of it all. So yeah. that, that was pretty cool. Um, so two for different me, ways. you know, Doctor Strange. Let's talk about the character of Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, right? Who? Not my oh, favorite. <laughs> talk about Steven. No, not not you. Get out. Get out. Talking about Steven <laughs> Strange. Not me. you. Talk- Steven Strange. A different That's his real name. Yeah. <laughs> um, not my favorite MCU character. Oh, uh, shocker. Mm-hmm. You know, Doctor Strange 1, not my favorite MCU movie. No. Far from it. Uh, this one, also not my favorite, but... More like Bormammu, I liked it am I more. right? <laughs> yeah. But Jacob, you're such a Scott Derrickson fan. You got that big sinister poster right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a very mad yeah. Nicholson fan. I still didn't like it very much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, this one, even though I don't like the character that much, I did find it more interesting because, you know, I don't even feel like Doctor Strange is really the main character in his own story. He's kind of just there... Um, I think the real star of the show, and this is where we get into spoilers, right, is the villain. Mm. Yes, yes. The and villain we, of this movie. Right, and again, we're going to do spoilers, but I'll, I'll air it, and then Jacob can say his piece. We talked about the Marvel TV shows. This is heavily influenced. It's coming off of the WandaVision arc setup, and she yes. had the Darkhold, and then that's kind of where we, we're picking up with, with Wanda at this point, right? Well, some people would say that it invalidates the character arc that she went through in WandaVision. Yeah, I, don't I must say that necessarily, but well, Sam Raimi admitted that he didn't watch it, and that is <laughs> well, it. I'm sure yeah, that makes sense. I have a problem with that because I like well. Sam Raimi, but if you're going to do something that's continuing in Marvel, you know that fans have experienced that part of the journey. Yeah. Shouldn't you do that too before you make the next piece? And maybe that's yeah. why it's a little little off for some people. It's, Mike, you know, he directed Spider-Man One. You <laughs> shut your mouth. That's right. He also directed that's Spider-Man right. Three. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and Spider-Man 2, which should give him a golden oh, ticket for yeah. life. Yeah. Back in my side. Never mind. He did nothing you know, wrong. I, th- I, yeah. I think it makes sense that uh, he did not watch it because this movie is basically yeah. saying, forget everything, you know, forget any character growth that she went through in, in WandaVision. doesn't matter. It Her mind's like possessed it. by the Darkhold yes. now. She's becoming seduced by the Darkhold. The Necronomicon. So canon now, explanation for Mike, it. But do we do it now? <laughs> Jacob, we absolutely should. We'll talk about all the things we saw. We'll but get there, the, yeah. the idea yeah. of, I mean, I just have to say the one of, the, the first Doctor Strange movie is a book movie. It is about retrieving a book as well. Mads Mikkelsen steals a book and it's sort <laughs> mm-hmm. of them chasing after it. This There's is a lot of magic books out there. A book okay. movie. This is a magic yeah. book movie. It's about There's a woman possessed by a <laughs> devil book a and book. a good book. Yeah. Now, but it's so Evil Daddy. It's great. It's very, very, very Evil, evil daddy. daddy. Do we want to just and start with... Here's things well, that wanna, are like Sam Raimi that we notice, or we'll, yes, and I can add yes. something. Yes, so we're right doing it now. now. Segment begin right away. <laughs> um, just to spoil the end of this movie, this movie ends the same way that Spider-Man Two ends, as yes. the same ending. Sure. <laughs> the character, the villain, who is possessed by something, finally comes to their senses, realizes what they've done, <sighs> and sacrifices himself and takes takes it down with them. That's it's right. the same ending. That's true. It's great. So that's a Sam that's Raimi-ism. Um, we'll just go around. We'll just keep going until we run out. My Sam Raimi-ism <laughs> is we saw in the trailers we get a uh, a zombie Doctor Strange. It gets buried at one point. <laughs> that's right. And then uh, when great. he 
sleepwalks <sighs> into the body. You get the hand coming up, the old Evil Dead hand shot, and it's like, I see what you're referencing, Colin. What did you notice that Sam Raimi put sleep in Sleepwalks. Uh, dreamwalking. There is a, a, yeah. a Marvel character named Dreamwalker who they attempted to make a, a big deal at one point, so I have mm-hmm. to assume that's a reference. Um, wow. My Sam Raimiism is, of course, the Big Papa. It is Pizza Papa, the man oh, himself who, who always who gets does, paid. <laughs> Uh, always gets paid. Big Papa uh, earns his money. Now, I, of course, have recommended the Blank Check podcast in the past. I'm mm-hmm. so deep into Sam Raimi stuff right now, but hearing all these interviews from Evil Dead 1, 2, and Army of Darkness, yeah. um, you have to understand that even the way that they secured financing to make those films when they were just kids much younger than we are now in their mm-hmm. 20s going around to hardware stores in Michigan to ask – they would do stuff like, and you can't even believe what we're going to do. Bruce, show him that thing, how you can beat yourself up like the Three Stooges. And he would act yeah. like his hand was possessed, and mm-hmm. he would punch himself, and he would do a front somersault. flip. He would yeah. do a front somersault, which was this huge uh, thing that he could pull off. Mm-hmm. And, crazy. you know, here we are. After the director took an almost 10-year break from directing because even interacting with James Franco, you would want to take 10 years off your life, too, from your passion. (laughs) Um, And he's coming back again with kind of a moment where he's honoring the guy who started him making movies. Like, it just – my heart wants to explode. It gets so big. Yes. And to iterate to the audience, what you're talking about is when Doctor Strange gets annoyed with Pizza Papa for not having any money and he – curses him to beat himself up for it basically three weeks for and he comes weeks. back in the post yeah. post cred scene uh, um, and that's and listen, very much evil dead yeah gives him the final shot if of his movie like his best friend second mm-hmm. post credit scene if you're the kind of person who didn't like that then you know I don't know what to tell you but this movie probably isn't for you no. but I Sam thought Raimi's it was hilarious probably not for you. Great. <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah Jacob do you have another Sam Raimi thing that you notice about all this that he's uh, bringing to it well, a different you know yeah, I just think the camera work uh, yes. was so great. I mean, a, an MCU movie where the camera actually moves and does interesting things, um, you don't see that very often. I think this might be the MCU movie with the best camera work, the best uh, shot of any MCU do you movie. Think because so? Sam Raimi is just so creative with the camera, Dutch angles, all that kind of stuff. He's like, got POVs, he's doing Dutch angles, yeah. he rotates it like. 180 degrees when strange wakes out of the dream world there's a lot of craft and like so he's definitely putting his fingerprint on it yeah and he's having fun with it so many mcu movies obviously because so much of it is just green screen flat and it's very static because they just have to you know make it easy to put all the post-production stuff in um so i think that's a big weakness of mcu movies a lot even if they have good visuals in the cg they're boringly framed they're they're boringly lit so uh yeah, a lot of a lot of filmmaking creativity there, which I just got to give it give Sam yes. Raimi credit for. And the yeah. Raimiism, of course, Jacob. The direct reference is when she is dreamwalking to take over the suburban mom. That's what they call the spirit cam. That is sort of the spirit of the Evil Dead that would sort of float in and just automatically possess right. you. That that two by right. four camera rig that they yes. pull over the car, like a very famous Evil Dead shot. So getting to see that Ow. stuff. And the other thing that I noticed too, this is kind of reminds me of Sam Raimi's work, was those those ghosts that he makes a cape out of, but they're kind of like weird yeah. and annoying. It reminded me of like they're the little ashes or some skeletons from Army of <laughs> Darkness. Army yeah. Darkness yes. skeletons, Mike. They're yeah. laughing, joking skeletons. Looking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And when so, he is, that's great. He is when he's a zombie. 
it's Doctor practical. Strange with a cape of ghosts. Uh, just yes. some great imagery there, and, and it that's what's like evil so Ash fun too, about the movie. You know, he's all decayed. Yeah, callbacks of that. And like you said, yeah. this movie has its pacing problems. It's, it's hit or miss most of it. All the stuff I really liked was the Sam Raimi stuff. All the stuff I didn't yes. like as much was the more standard MCU exposition and that kind of thing. But yeah, the last well, hour of this movie. Uh, I thought it was pure Sam, Raimi. Sam Raimi. Raimi. Yeah. yeah. So I have one final because yeah, we could have looked up all the Sam Raimi isms and <laughs> online, but we're doing this off the cuff because we're not going to plagiarize. But super fans. The one thing is the car. I didn't see the car, mm. but I forgot to look for the car. He apparently puts it Don't in all of his movies. Don't believe it, Sam. No. I believe this is the There's only one that he skips it with. Raimi oh. cut. That's longer. Oh, Ten minutes sure. longer. You know when they go into the universe where like. In. The it's cars in the are like floating and you stuff. look out the window. Maybe it's there. Wanda's maybe. suburban house, and maybe it's out there. Who knows? If you know maybe. where the car is, listeners, tell us, or if it's there at all. Yeah, but yeah. So the last, you know, the last hour I thought was really fun. The other standout part of this was uh, the little bit of fan service, the cameos, the Illuminati. Yeah, and so what I re- really Illuminati. liked about them. Yeah, let's talk about that. And what I really liked about them was the. De- their death scenes basically when Wanda comes and crushes them all immediately yeah uh, that was my favorite part of the whole movie honestly there is some brutal violence it's PG-13 we were talking how they cut yes. away from it in, in the previous part of the double feature Moon Knight if you listen to that um, if you didn't go take a look but they cut away from a lot of the brutal action that you know Jake Lockley might be doing here they just show that's it that's right they're just showing it and I'll try not to reference that's the right. other episode anymore sorry but no it's okay but it's uh, gruesome yeah like um What's the guy from the Inhumans? Tuning Fork, for example. <laughs> well, his, his name is Black Bolt, but to be Doctor Strange real quick, where they explain to him, this is Blackagar Boltagon, then you just have our hero of the movie literally saying to him, that's a stupid name. And it's like, yeah. oh, I guess this guy that I'm supposed to like is like, yeah. Here, here's my issue, because I actually did not like that scene. But let's talk about the Illuminati. Yeah, let's talk about, yeah, yeah, about, about what we got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, this concept again i'm going to point to these comics that are behind me because mm-hmm. it, it all appears to be marvel now inspired uh Got to it. the left i have one that's called uh, young avengers it features this woman named miss america chavez she has the extraordinary ability to move between dimensions yes, now and- she is sort of beyond the book of vishanti the MacGuffin of this film is actually a person can yes. i get my hands on america chavez yes yes because again she can go through dimensions. Wanda wants that power to go to a dimension where she can live with her kids. Right. You know, and she probably would have been useful when uh, Spider-Man was, you know, going through all that oh, stuff. That he was it would have been very yeah. nice if she could have helped Loki out and taken him from yeah. this terrible bureaucratic yeah. experience. But we get Wanda giving this awful reasoning at the end of, and I want her powers because if they get sick, I'll just keep hopping universes. And you're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the most insane yes. thing I've ever heard. But yes. all this to say, we Doctor Strange gets wrapped up in her adventure. He is brought through all these worlds. He ends up in a world where Doctor Strange himself has become the greatest threat because he is using dark powers to save the world too much. We're going to see another walk. version of him that's kind of obsessed with darkness to get Christine mm-hmm. and like has destroyed his entire world for that. This is, quote unquote, a good Stephen Strange, but still corrupted by darkness. Yeah. That said, he is our hero. 
He's put together this pantheon of what you imagine are instead the heroes of that world. They have a couple Inhumans. They have a couple mutants opposed to people like Tony Stark, uh, people like Captain America. Instead, they yes. have Miss Carter. Captain England. Cap- Captain, Le- Captain, Captain Lady Pants. <laughs> yep. Captain uh, Carter. A different Captain have- Marvel, which is Latasha yes. Lynch, who is the uh, actress who plays Maria Rambo, the partner yes. to Captain Marvel in her film. Uh, Black Agar Voltagon. King of the the Inhumans. You could watch that ABC series if you'd like to punish yourself. Uh, Played by... Anson Mount, who uh, Captain Pike from Strange New World. Maybe Jacob and I were just in in a car. Maybe. Two, right yeah, before two we Starfleet captains. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Jacob fucking going, yeah, I'm watching this new show. It's great. It stars Anson Mount. And literally an hour <laughs> later, it's like, oh, there's Anson Mount. That's great. Yeah, there he um, is. That's right. Another captain, Patrick Stewart. Let's talk about it. He's the animated series. He's wearing the tie. He's appearing in the animated. the music, Danny Elfman. Yes. Put him in the fucking chair. Who cares? And the final one is this one-of-a-kind character that you've just yeah. never heard of, you don't know anything about. His name is Mr. Fantastic, and he stars this guy. Reed Richards. Jim from The Office. Jim from that The Office. Yeah. John Krasinski. is Jim from The Office. Jim I don't know who John office. Krasinski is. I know John Jim from The Office. I only know him uh, and Jack Reacher. I'm right. curious to know what you guys think of this. Obviously, this was a very popular fan casting online, so people are saying, oh, when they Why? do Fantastic Four... They got to get Jim from the office. Why? I don't know why. I've never agreed with it, to be honest. I never was like, really? Why? Like, I guess because his wife is an actress who is blonde, so she could easily fill the role Susan of Storm. Uh, Mrs. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, um, right. That's what they want to do, cast the real life couple. I never really saw it. I never really liked Jim from the office that much personally, but... Uh, I mean, John, I mean, I like him in the office, but that's the only thing I like him in. So. Right, but but you look at the, the suit. I thought for for Mister Fantastic was a little weird. And man, you better be far. You better get some earmuffs with ears like that if Black Bolt's around, because <laughs> you're in trouble, buddy. It's just there's something about the haircut doesn't work. Again, I have big ears yeah. too, so I can the talk. Beard. But. Yeah, he, and I guess now, he has a beard Mike, in the comics, but some about it just yeah, didn't sometimes. click. Yeah. Now, Mike, he drops down into a scene where Through you like kind of see an arm kind of come in, but <laughs> it's not like there's some scene where he's like, and watch me grab something over there! You know, it's not he like he's like stretching. Around him. He, yeah. Literally, he does not showcase his powers once. He's introduced as, this is the man who funds the Baxter Foundation. And, and you're the like, smartest what man are in you the world. talking about? Yes, Only in the fight scene saying? does he use his powers. But, but I ask you this. He, he just kind of like puts an arm a little sort bit of, out yeah. and then he's just taken out. They do not showcase what stretching well, turn would him look into, like in the MCU. Yeah. They stretch him in his death scene too. Yes. Yeah. But uh, they turn him into spaghetti basically and his head mm-hmm. pops. Um, let me ask you this. John Krasinski or Miles Teller? Oh, <laughs> I, that's, that's a lose-lose. Let me say, Fantastic <laughs> yes. Four is my favorite superhero team. They are right. they are a boring loser never family. Done, done right. <laughs> God, he was they, in that one that they, they did. Suck that movie sucks, Mike. Fan four stick. Uh, Both this, of the Jessica Alba ones suck. 
Yes, they do. Reincarnation in the movies. Ewan Gruford would have made sense to drop in this, given what they did with Patrick Stewart and Ansem Mount. Mm. What they do Mm -hmm. instead with this, isn't this what you want, fans? Where it's like, (laughs) I have no idea. Is this what it is? Is this it going forward? They're like, we don't know. (laughs) They can take the temperature now. And like, if we didn't like it, that's all it is. It's just a test. Yes. Well, no, what I like about it, yes, it's a test, but they. It's also just like they introduce him. It's a little fancers, and they kill him immediately. And that's what I liked about it, is that he's dead now. Um, and all these characters get murked. Um, I, and that's and what I love about it because this is how you use crazy. a cameo. That's you, what are you talking about? The whole battle is to show Scarlet Witch's power level now that she can easily murder Charles Xavier and you know all these powerful characters. Like, no. it's nothing. Disagree. Like Captain because America, no. Captain Marvel. It's, yeah. it's not our favorite heroes. It's not our favorite characters. If it was, mm. and here's what would have completely saved this scene writing-wise. I'm going to get into what I just don't like about the movie afterwards. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. narratively, for what we have set up for this entire movie and how it's going, it does not make sense for a moment to not have a Robert Downey Jr. cameo here. The Mm. weight of the struggle of what Stephen Strange is going through. Did I do the right thing? The cost of that was one person in particular. Every person I interact with in this movie is literally going to say, did you do the right thing? Did you do the right thing? Did you do the right thing? He needs to be face to face with that choice. Whether it's a different actor as Iron Man would have made it a little weaker. But the strength, the way to do it the strongest. And Jacob's saying no, because he's not going to come back like money wise or for whatever reason. I get that. It's never going to happen. You know, Robert Downey Jr. cameo might be a little expensive. You would have probably knocked off two other Illuminati members. And I would have been fine with that because... Because narratively, it would have been a payoff for him to come face to face with the consequences of his actions. Instead, what we're left with is a scene that I have a lot of weird feelings about because what Marvel has set themselves up with that all their critics say is a villain problem. Marvel does not have good, memorable villains, okay? Mm-hmm. What they have are these bastions of hope, these incredible multidimensional heroes. And what we're getting in this film is this extraordinary gore fest where we have one of our heroes kind of just helplessly watching another one of our heroes just murder these people that I'm supposed to, as an audience member, really like. But Marvel is kind mm. of saying like, yes, you can really like the main ones. These copies of them, don't really worry about them too much. But also, they're the characters you love but also fucking watch them die who fucking cares and it's like okay, i see, very conflicted yeah, about that no, everything you're saying that. i that's what i like about it so you have this other multiverse it doesn't matter what happens to those characters so you can have a different but that's configuration of heroes yeah they're not people. we don't have good villains so kill our copies of our heroes that's that's the best we can do and you go like you have so many good but villains that's the strength of this movie is that they do have a good villain i would say uh, Wanda in this movie, a top three MCU villain I, for me. Wow. I disagree strongly. That's really? I think her me. motivations wow. are fucking stupid. Well, like, that's the whole thing. She's corrupted by the dark show. Hole. Like because it negates the arc, and I've seen that. I can't help but feel like this is half baked. She's scary. Like Sam Raimi right, can but, shoot her where she's terrifying, but she yeah. doesn't have good motivation. She, she's she's stupid, and I'm she's I'm possessed. I don't agree. I don't agree at all. Because her mind evil like look, you're evil she's now. not like, in her right yeah. mind she's been corrupted by the dark hold so it's taking right. her desires and amplifying them her desire for children 
Um, and it's, you know, it's the, it's sort of a trope of the, you know, the woman who will do anything to have children, basically. It's, you know, Cersei and Game of Thrones kind of thing. But for me, I like that Sam Raimi just turns her into a total classic horror villain. I like <laughs> the way she expresses violence. I don't like her pet pathos i guess yeah so i guess i can agree with like yeah if you have a problem with that that's understandable um for me i just really like the introducing these heroes and maybe they could have been different like i didn't love uh reed richards uh but and then having wanda just easily take them the out deaths to, to are show that like her, let's yeah. talk about yeah that the murders because those well, are first impressive. of all reed richards supposed to be the smartest man in the world immediately tells her black bolt's weakness by saying oh with you know he can speak one word and she says oh what mouth does a pulls a matrix on him right pulls a matrix brains out uh, that's probably blows his own brains out that's probably my favorite of these that was great uh then you have you turn john krasinski into like fucking spaghetti spaghetti, his head pops off Mm -hmm. um you know uh, oh wait wait she she killed black bolt and then sent john krasinski to a quiet place uh, Next. that's right and I like the Captain England kill too where she, it's kind of off screen but it's implied that she like chops him chops I think her in they half. filmed that she got Darth mauled she was bisected so. by the shield and I think they just cut it out yeah like, that's ooh. what I want to say like this movie super violent and gory for an MCU PG-13 movie like what they yeah. can get away with in a PG-13 is great it's not gory compared to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so don't go in expecting like no, R but she red does rated. But there's a lot Patrick of implied. Stewart's neck. <laughs> yes, and that's there's a, a lot very scary jump just scare. out of frame kind of gore and violence. But I like what they were able to get get away with in this movie. And yeah. like you said, Patrick Stewart. Well, first of all, he has a great little uh, mind scene where like, oh, they're going to get into some kind of mind yeah. battle. But she even proves that she's a stronger, uh, you know, mind than he is. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> snaps his neck. Yeah. Yeah, but you get like the waves when he touches. Like you see him walking in the white yes. room, which is a very comic slash cartoon. You see that a lot, and then he gets the well, little standing sound when waves coming out of his brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the, the the effect of seeing a visual for his brain waves. Normally, it's just like I'm very thinking cool. intensely, right? So it, it was very cartoon. What do you think? Seeing the giant yellow wheelchair from the cartoon. It was too big. Trailer, but yeah. Well, my theory I, I like, on the trailer is that they revealed the Patrick Stewart stuff to, I guess, keep the Mr. Fantastic stuff, like the real cameo, I guess. Uh, but for wraps. me, it didn't. I mean, that's the one that didn't work. The one that I really liked was having Professor X. Like, I thought that was perfect. Because, um, again, this isn't, were, that's yeah. not BS Fox you know patrick stewart that you know that's this is a separate charles xavier we've never seen this version before it's implied that it's comic related but and to me that's the same level of kind of fan service uh as the as in wandavision when uh quicksilver shows up and he's uh you know x-men quicksilver just as like a little joke basically right Um, because we don't not, need to bring yeah. in those same characters to the MCU. Well, it's a big test. How excited were they about the? Because they're doing X Men '97, you know. But yeah, um, I, I I did feel like the uh, Illuminati more like alum, aluminum naughty. <laughs> you know, they they weren't great. They weren't solid gold. You know. The, yeah, the, well, I don't the, understand 
why they're even called the Illuminati. Like, just Doesn't call them the sense. Avengers or something. Yeah, they just like, call uh, themselves yeah. that instead of the Avengers. It seems like in all these other worlds, though, where some call themselves the Defenders, some call themselves the other stuff. Yeah, these right. versions of themselves were the Illuminati. Now, the Illuminati, in the but comic we have book, the Illuminati in our world. It's different. You know, it's, <laughs> it's already a thing. It's a secret yeah. organization a secret. ruled by Beyonce, Beyonce, of course. That's right. Jay Z uh, is in there. They should have Jay Z yeah. cameo. Yeah. If he was also up there, that would have been cruel. Now, these characters in the comic book um, are very similar to the ones that we get. It's like Charles Xavier, Iron Man, Namor, um, I don't, Reed Richards, Stephen Strange, mm-hmm. one other person I can't fucking remember, who are sort of represent the you're the mutants, you know, you're the inhumans, you're the this, right? All these sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are put together to stop these events that in this movie are brought up. Now I'm, I'm pointing to it right there, but the red comic yeah. behind me that I've got mm-hmm. focused is called the new Avengers. That is an Illuminati based comic book where they mm. set out to deal with things that are called and introduced in that comic incursions. Now oh, yeah. we hear incursions in this movie. They're explained a little bit differently, but basically when someone messes up the space time reality enough, universes are destroyed. In those comics, what they I discover, watch TVA, you know, uh, <laughs> exactly. Orientation you, you've, tape, been in, yeah. you've been inducted by time <laughs> or whatever. Miss Minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what that woman's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the in the comics, it's not necessarily these multiversal wars like Kang is kind of setting up with mm-hmm. the uh, the TVA of it all. It's really yeah, more yeah, that. Yeah. They, the Illuminati, these people who can make the choices the rest of the MCU can't, discover mm-hmm. that on a certain timeline of events, all Earths will appear at the same place at the same time one by one. And if they do mm-hmm. that, the one that's there is going to get destroyed by the one that keeps occurring. So they set mm-hmm. about this a task of moving through dimensions and basically blowing up other Earths. So in the comic books, you have these other established continuities to the M- to not it's not the MCU, it's the Marvel mythos, right? The six one six, which you get the, that designation in this movie. But right. you have what's called the Ultimate Comics. That's a planet that introduces Miles Morale. That's a completely separate Earth than the Earth we have always followed in the mainstream Marvel comics, right? Right. The plot of these is they're coming together. Can I make the decision to go to Miles Morales or say, fuck you and blow that shit up? Now, hmm. this movie talks about how strangers, other strangers, have caused incursions to destroy universes. We have to stop that. This movie ends with a woman who I'm more used to seeing in dreadlocks in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yes, yes. And Charlize Theron playing a very pivotal Doctor Strange character, his longtime love interest, the Sorcerer Mm. Supreme of the Dark Universe, Clea, Mm. exiting through a portal saying, the actions of this film caused an incursion. We have to go reverse it. Are you ready? Da, 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 da. What of course date. I am. Yeah, sets it up uh, yeah, our next so this adventure. Is funny. Uh, really quick, because Jacob yeah. and I were talking about The Eternals, and I haven't watched it. And I'm like, hmm. I haven't watched it, and I would only watch it if they cast Charlize Theron in Angelina Jolie's <laughs> role. And then... Two oh, hours right. later, after I watched Amazing. this, it's like, well, there's Charlize Theron and what looks kind I'm of like an Eternals I'm glad they didn't costume. waste her, Mike, because Clea's a much yeah. cooler character. Yeah, it seems like this is a, an actual win here. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that was interesting sure to see. I love Charlize. I'll be excited to see her 
in Doctor Strange 3 in 2028. I'll be more excited to see her than Benedict. My biggest issue, what you just said. We already have this film, which is quote-unquote a sequel to the 2016 Doctor Strange, which takes Chawad Elijah 4 as Baron Carl Mordo and Rachel McAdams is also part of Illuminati. Illuminati And And Rachel McAdams. At least he gets away. He dies in a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer. These are two characters from the original franchise who I would describe as spare parts. I mean, they're not mm. there. This is a sequel to quote unquote their movie. This is this film's not interested in them or their story or following up. The postcred of the right. first Doctor Strange is Baron Mordo killing Benjamin Bratt and saying, I will steal the magic of all sorcerers. We've never gotten any sort of payoff for that moment right. in, in any no. sort of way. They well, gave up probably on got that. snapped away or once he realized well, there's a million characters magic like, saved the universe. He's like, I'm not going to go out. Yeah. Never mind. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. First of all, yeah. you got Michael Stuhlbarg coming in, sitting in for five minutes with a wig, collecting a paycheck, <laughs> right? At the Getting very beginning. top billing. He got a solo <laughs> I know, title I was card amazed by end. that. Yeah. Wow. And then you have the various like sorcerers and stuff at the fortress that kind of get killed off. You have the Minotaur who doesn't do Rintra. anything. Hell yeah. Doesn't say yeah. one line. Gets also a solo title card. Right. Nice. Uh, and then you have the one sorceress who kind of sacrifices herself. Another pretty gruesome scene when she just gets like burnt yes. alive or whatever. Yeah, they they walk the line for sure. Um, yeah. But I feel like things like this, this movie is like a response to it's also a sequel to What If? Because we saw Doctor Strange that destroyed his yeah. universe to get back with his girlfriend. But in the yeah. movie we're watching now, they talk about, oh, we, we, we never get together in any universe. I always essentially, it yeah, like they Doctor don't Strange. Show us that. They just say, like, you know, th- there's no development. And I think there's no chemistry. And I'm not the no. only one who thinks that between no. them either. Doctor- Doctor Strange is maidenless in every universe. That's what nice. we nice. stuff. Now, Jacob, um, I yeah. disagree with your point that uh, Scarlet Witch is the villain of this movie. She's made out to be, but the villain mm. of this film is Doctor Strange. Every version yeah. he comes across of himself has given in to his baser, more eviler instincts. And the question mm. is, will our version of it succumb to that thirst of power too? And well, that's kind like, of what. Yeah. Hmm. Well, like you said, he's just not my favorite character in the MCU. No. He's just, I don't give a shit. So when it asks that heady question, I'm like, honestly, you could just wipe this guy away by the end of this thing. I wouldn't give a shit. But the movie's mm-hmm. kind of struggling to say that this Doctor Strange is different, right? That's whole, um, you know, America Chavez is like, oh, no, you can trust this Doctor Strange. Like, he's cool. He's nice to me. He's not trying to is kill he? me. Uh, <laughs> and I guess this is the whole, like, we're Earth Prime. Uh, that's more of a DC term, I guess. We're the prime multiverse. Right, so, yes. uh, you know, this is the. I mean, I guess we this have is the another best question: is that all of them? Yeah. yeah. Did Thanos try to Thanos in every universe, or was it just ours? I'm not sure. Uh, Jacob, but at least two I'm in the Illuminati he did. That we saw Black Agar Boltagon blow his brains out. Maybe <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But if this is so. the prime multiverse, then maybe this is the this is Doctor Strange Prime, which makes, means he's kind of the best one, and he's not going to succumb to his darkness as much as these others have. But it ends right, with right. him possessed, which is interesting. He does get a third yeah, eye, on that and he does hanger, use the dark hold. But then we see, I mean, we see, and that's why I don't like that first credit scene with Charlize Theron because. We leave on that great cliffhanger, and then we're like, "Oh, never mind. That's actually yeah. we're going to come back and show this really quick." <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, but he's just not just for fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's but got he, a third eye a, now, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, they, they keep saying, oh, you have to be holding the knife. Like, he thinks he's the smartest man in the room. And so right. he cannot, like, relinquish the control and trust other people to get the job done. And then Which finally, again, at the end, he does. But yeah. it's, not a, it's not great. Writing, no, and this is a know. problem I had with the first one. He has the same personality as Tony Stark. Like, he's the yes. same character. He just uses magic instead yes, of technology. 100%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I do like a grumpy wizard as opposed to, like, I'm very mystical and mysterious. He's just like, I'm tired and where's my coffee? Like, it's, yeah. it's fun for a wizard to be like that, but Doctor Strange yeah. is not a fun character and he's no. better yeah. when he's a side character in other stories, right? I've always liked his um, rapport with Wong. Um, yeah. Again, Rachel McAdams, they never really had that much chemistry. But no. at least she gets something to do in this movie other than just be like a love interest. She kind of is the in this other universe. She's like the head of the multiverse task force or whatever. <laughs> and starts to fall in love with them. But uh, nope, we cannot do that. But um, no. I, I think maybe before we get to final thoughts, we have to mention we literally described her as a MacGuffin. It's yes. supposed to be an important character. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. America Chavez. What do we think of America Chavez in this? You know, I think the actress is fine. You know, I think she's doing you know the best she can. It just feels underdeveloped, and it's literally yes. she's a MacGuffin, right? Yes. Yeah. You she's tell a plot Gomez device. does a wonderful device, or uh, sorry, performance yeah. as uh, America Chavez. The device that is the weakest, guys, is you can't just explain her backstory with a memory machine on the side of the multiverse that we watch a clip oh, of and was, go. And oh, it's, yeah, this is the reason you're doing seconds. it all. Yeah, I have a bad past. Well, let's go over here now. And it's like, this is the worst. I, I honestly yeah, wonder memory. if it's the worst screenplay in the MCU. I think it might be. Wow. It could Worse be. than it Thor two, the like Dark that. World. I, but there are weighty themes being addressed in Thor two that don't come down to mm. a lot of people being like, "Did you make the right decision? Was the thing you did the right decision? Hey, how about the decision you made? Was it the right decision?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the writing a, wasn't great in this one. Here's the cliff notes of my history. You know, yeah. the memory store where we see some memory from Doctor oh Strange God. first. Memory and, lane. Yeah, that's super. Uh, I just weird couldn't believe it. Writing. Do you remember yeah. the moment and, where? Sorry, where uh, there's actually no. one thing that I want to talk about that's a positive. But the moment where he yeah. interacts with dark version of him and goes, "Prove it. How would you know that you're me?" First off, he's a version of you who could have experienced. <laughs> anything so anything you say is not going to be right or make sense but what you do is all of a sudden drop a doctor strange backstory on us my sibling fell through the ice and died that's why i'm a doctor where you're like what right. this was is that in the doctor second strange movie one? no it was not done this is the second doctor strange movie maybe yeah. his fifth appearance in the mcu and i'm like that's your backstory i had no idea about that yeah no. i yeah, and that the other was, dude, it's like no, he died in a bike crash. You know, like, it just, yeah, it's like no, that doesn't anything. apply to me. But Mike, what did you think of the music magic fight? I said to Jacob, I think maybe that's my favorite scene. I that thought was that cool. was amazing. Yeah. So I had a, I had a, a long day. I drove back from Temecula. It's like a two hour drive, and um, I was tired. I yeah. not gonna lie, I was falling asleep a little bit during that oh, part. Oh man! I don't know if it's a function of not being interested That's in fair. the movie or just exhaustion, but being honest, I was falling asleep a little bit during the music fight. Wow! I really wow. tried. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Very Raimi. And that happened in that third act, which I thought was 
kind of like I said, the best part of the movie. The leading up to it, very hit or miss, pacing problems, very uneven. I can agree with all that. But once you get to that wacky Sam Raimi action with zombie Jacob, Benedict Kate. Cumberbatch, <laughs> the, yeah. the the breaking off the dial moment of extremity is literally he's like. But Wondergore Mountain, that's where the demons have, like, once they start saying that stuff, I'm like, you did it, Sam. Like, you put this fucking shit into overdrive. Like, get us there. Do Zombies yeah. flying through the sky with ghost capes. Fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Giant golems and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like Who gives a, a shit? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fighting was fine. Again, I think I want to talk about America Chavez again. Uh, first of all, is does her universe have an America in it? Why are you that? Is that? red, white, and blue, and why are you <laughs> dressing like that? If not, uh, but uh, that's that's mild. But I like the way her powers look. She yeah. eventually figures out how to use them. Very She's cool. fighting Wanda and says, "I can't beat you, so I'll give you what you want." She opens a portal to take Wanda to where the kids are. And it kind of reveals like, oh, the kids are fucking terrified of evil Wanda, the witch. Oh, it's a witch, right? And like from the beginning, I know she's corrupted by the Darkhold, but what did she think would happen? Well, she's like, not thinking she, clearly. That's she's the whole not thinking right. about So the solution it, yeah. is just, she's gone have mad, you considered? Yeah. And she's like, you, I have you know what? No, I haven't. Well, this whole movie, yeah. I haven't yeah. just thought about it. Well, again, she pulls and a doc off at it. the end. She's... You know, her mind is corrupted. Yeah, Mike, yeah. it's the rehab yeah, trick. Right. You see it a lot with junkies where it's, hey, come yeah. over here. I know you just shut up. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see right now? Where you fucking yeah. literally freak these people out at their own appearance. Yeah, that's true. And then she's looking in a mirror, kind of at the version of herself that would have been a good mother and how far right. she is from and that. And that's the closure too, so. she kind of gets when the good version of her says like, oh, yeah. they'll they'll be loved. And but I guess that's, that's all America does. Yeah, but the thing with America is that I think she'll factor in in the future. So like they're building up this whole young <laughs> yeah. young Avengers. They've got Hawkeye now. They've got uh, Black Widow, new Black Widow. You know Florence Pugh, and they've we got- have you know a young uh, Captain America. Yeah, the yeah, grandson of yep. uh, Eli. Yep, right. So um, so we have all these younger characters now. We have America Chavez. We have Miss Marvel coming out soon. I think coming they're soon, all going to yeah. be sort of interacting in the future. But no um, Billy and Tommy. It's interesting that it didn't end with them coming to... Wicked and Speed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, maybe they'll ready. find another way to bring them in at some point. The other well, thing we is, we literally don't know. have someone who can go to any universe now. Yeah, she can America. just recruit, hey, meet these two people. They're from X, Y, and Z dimension. Oh, I'm right. already up to speed. Now. Yeah. Right. Like, what? And again, yeah. like I said, you know, Wanda does a, pulls a Doc Ock at the end, pulls the building down. We don't know for sure that she's dead. You know, it is no, kind of no, true. No. So she's maybe magic. she's dead. Maybe she'll so come back. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a thought then. Maybe now's a good time to jump to final thoughts. Let's kind of look at yeah. speculations. Where is this MCU thing going? We've talked Moon Knight. We've talked, you know, Multiverse Boy. of Madness. This is all leading somewhere. I have some thoughts. I think our other hosts do too. So let's, uh, let, hold on. Let me just punch this portal. Bah! All right. Ah! Go on to the other segment. Let's go. See you in a minute. I can remember when we walked together Sharing a love I thought would last forever 
We're back. We're wrapping up this little Marvel double feature, an annual, if you will, a big hmm. overstushed issue that's uh, featuring two things. That's right. Moon Knight and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But we're really giving our final thoughts here just kind of on the state of the MCU. Yeah, because obviously Moon Knight is weirdly, you know, not weirdly, but it's not connected to, say, anything in the MCU. Like, it's in a bubble, like, more or less, except for Black Panther because the ancestral plane. But that's really the only thread that's kind of tying it to anything else. And then Doctor Strange, as we said, we didn't go to many multiverses, really. Like, there's a montage scene, but we pretty much spend time in two or three universes. That's it. They're not that crazy or different than ours. And they are a way that we can just have, you know expendable characters just to kill, you know, without consequence, which is great for the spectacle, bad for the storytelling, uh, perhaps. So weirdly, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is also not that connected to the MCU as a whole, because this adventure is taking place in another universe. Like he's not, you know, bringing along other characters like Wong is kind of the only thing from MCU Prime. So even this one feels kind of disconnected. And I think both of the properties what what is what is their purpose then if they're not part of the continuing continuity and the interconnectedness then why do we do it mm. the thought mm. is now we have a vehicle through it america chavez through which the thought and it's been said before you know is that we're leading up to with kang and everything a, a secret wars where we can get miles morales we can get uh, morbius over here whoever the hell we want just collide them together a bunch of incursions. Chris Evans, yeah. the Human Torch. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll get uh, yeah, yeah. That guy. Deadpool. Uh, no, he can't kill. Yes, the, he can't kill Green Lantern. I was going to say that would be great, though. Does Deadpool he literally go to the DC v- universe? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Deadpool was really rumored to be the post credits. That's scene what I heard. I was too. very shocked. He was not Mike. I'm not sure if it was filmed or cut, but I know that was a pitch, and they're like, "We want to save him. We want to bring him in the right way." And they they said they're going to do an R-rated movie, and this is. This is getting oh, close. Yeah, right. So so I just think it's all, you know, we're teaching people about multiverses through Spider-Man, what if, this, and yeah. then we just smash them together. Um, but it did feel like it had kind of no consequences because all of so this some kind happened of, outside of our universe. Yeah. But some big finale, you think? The next Avengers, the next quote unquote, game will be the Secret Wars, yeah. I think, thing. And that's, I think and that's off the trail of that, the new Avengers now inherit Earth 616 yes. and the older guard kind of retire. Thor and everybody kind of take a back seat. I, to your point, right. I almost wonder if they're seeding this R version of Doctor Strange as possessed slash evil so that the audience has like a character that they know or relate to who can lead the evil side of Secret mm. Wars. You know, we can have all our heroes versus our Doctor Strange who's possessed has recruited. Just so pragmatic. You know, yeah. Yeah, but like Lou Ferrigno's The Hulk, you know, it's like fucking uh, yeah. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Like, give me the best ofs, baby. Dude, you yeah. get you get Magneto, yeah. Michael Fassbender, yeah. and Oscar Isaac's yep. Apocalypse. <laughs> you know, yep. with yep. that'd be great though. Why not? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, you can pull everybody from every universe, and they were just kind of testing: Do we like John Krasinski, or do we go a different direction? And like, do they like the old X Men, or do we do something different? So they're just trying to figure out what people respond to the most. Um, yep. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll do something that. will stick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me, the uh, you know, I guess the main point of you know Doctor Strange connecting to more, the larger MCU is the America Chavez factor. Like she's going to factor into other stuff. Yeah, and also just the kind of ending of Wanda's uh, arc that's gone from basically Infinity War to now, right? With Vision dying. 
her basically having a mental breakdown about that. Uh, and then, you know, where we are now. So, I don't know. I think uh, we could talk final thoughts about Doctor Strange, maybe. I'm, I'm, yeah. I seem a little more positive on it than you two guys. I mean, yeah, we're just going around here. One thing I want to say is um, I feel the fatigue. I want to ask you guys, yes. do you feel it? Colin, and then we'll do you know any yes. last stuff. So yeah. Yes, I do. I'm a diehard.er I rewatch these. I listen to podcast commentaries that are them watching the Marvel movies. Yeah. That I have more wow. excuses to watch them, mm-hmm. and I'm at the point where it's like, like if Sam Raimi wasn't making this movie, guys, Jacob and I were not there day one. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. that. Like, there's just not a chance in a multiverse where Scott Derrickson's like, here comes Dr. Strange too, baby. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. Right. Right. I think, um, I'm not feeling the fatigue as much because you know what? My, my relationship to Marvel movies is like, yeah, I'll see them once. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the them end. while watching them and then I won't think about them again. Ever. So ever it's again. like, you know, I'm not putting, I'm not investing that much into them. So I'm not expecting that much back from them. Got it. Um, and That's I think fair. this era to me is still better than the like Iron Man two, Thor two, like that kind of, yeah. Thor two, like the early misfires are still worse to me. Like at least there's, there's something interesting about most of the movies that come out oh, yeah. and I'll put Dr. Strange above the black widows and the ant man's, uh, of mm. the world um, because it is doing something different and the Sam Raimi angle is enough for me to be interested uh, but like you said yeah if Sam Raimi wasn't directing this it would be pretty low on my list for sure mm-hmm. I rewatched uh, Infinity War because of uh, you know that's a pretty big Doctor Strange movie and yeah. I forgot that it has the green vest blonde hair Black Widow because that's after her movie and uh. just like the mental taxation that happened where I was like Oh, will I ever have to watch Black Widow again? That stupid movie. Like it just it I, it made yeah. me feel sick, Jacob. I think when it's Black Widow came know. out, we we felt more positive on it. But I yes. guess the more more time passes, you're like, eh, maybe I just like Yelena. So more of these that come out. Yes, you do. Yeah, I know basically, you do, yeah, for me. But you they're like poisoning the well. He likes Yelena. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a great character. Yeah, that's why I think. The Marvel future of having these young stars, Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're in good hands that way. Um, I mean, what are we excited for? I mean, I've, I'm hugely excited for Thor Love and Thunder, Taika Waititi. Like, that's enough for me to get in shit. I love Thor yeah. Ragnarok, so I'm definitely going to see another that. Another director with I'm style. I'm excited for Blade. Yeah. yeah, Blade's another one I'm very excited for. So Why? you put those two properties... <laughs> I love hey. Blade. Come on, man. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes uh, should walk through one of these portals. Yes. That's if all Wesley I'm Snipes saying. is a show of Secret War, I'm going to write it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the character of Blade, and I think Mahershala Ali is a great actor, so mm. I know they'll nail that. Um, Black Black Panther 2, I'm less interested in, but, like, you know, well, there's also, enough sadly, of these. no Chadwick Boseman. That yes, would have helped there's a lot. My Hero's Dead in that movie. I don't want to yeah, see that film. That's unfortunate. They have to just uh, fill the void, unfortunately, yeah. But there's enough of these where it's like, you know, some of them I'll like more than others, and that's the way it just kind of always is. Uh, you know, Ant-Man 3, eh, I'm kind of hit or miss on again, but it's like there's enough with Thor and Blade for me to keep me excited for the next year. Yeah, it was, it's Quantumania, right? So it's more multiverse yeah, stuff, it's be more I guess. multiverse, I guess. Yeah. It's tiring. It's tiring to think about. You know what Marvel movie I've, you know what Marvel <laughs> movies I've seen more than any other? this is what people wanted, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess. But now... Now that we're here, but the, the one I've seen more than any is Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk. 
Mike, you're the worst. I'm not lying. <laughs> you see I've seen that most? at least seven times. I've never seen any <laughs> other Marvel movie. What? I own the Blu-ray. I genuinely liked it. I like Edward Norton. I, I don't know why. Wow. I, I watch you're it. You're the lot. worst. And you're it's the, the worst. first one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's Bring him through the multiverse. That's, what? A, that's fascinating. But, but yeah, so that's technically the first one. It had that post-cred with Nick Fury. And then Iron Man came out after, right? A lot of people no, forget about opposite. it. Oh, but so it has the post cred with Iron we're Man. We're putting a team together. Yeah. These movies are tied together, which is crazy. Yes. But the things you're complaining about are the things that people supposedly wanted. More connectivity, <laughs> more like this connected universe idea, but now we're kind of getting sick of it. But it's I have a sensory that's what overload. they wanted from these comic book movies, right? Initially, yeah. They're there, Jacob, there were those people who were like, if Kevin Feige doesn't tell me Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is connected to the rest of it, I will go to his home and shoot him in the head while he sleeps. And yeah. now we have this situation where Kevin Feige is like, of course Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Of course Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is this thing. Until we um, yeah, not. of course this yeah. is this thing. Uh, Inhumans? Yeah. I, I had nothing to do with that show. Of course Inhumans is tied to it. And you just yeah. go like, the but the... But the Reed Richards of it all, too, to even just go, even the stuff you're daydreaming about is real. To even me, the memes is are real. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yeah, to even yeah. say the memes are real. It's, well, it's like ridiculous. They mm-hmm. saw the success of Spider-Man No Way Home with Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, all the... You know, Sam Raimi Spider-Man villains gotcha. coming in. <laughs> like, well, how can we one-up that? Let's get... Patrick Stewart in there. Let's get Let's have Patrick Jim from Stewart the be the animated X-Men from your childhood. And you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. what is the jump in logic there? These Spider-Men, I guess we're all in Spider-Man movies. What does Doctor Strange have to do with the animated TV show from my childhood? Right. People talk about them on Marvel forums. That's that's all. That's it. It's good SEO and people will like it. And they That's are all doing, they're making choices with. Yeah, now. they're doing X-Men to me, 97, Doc- so it's like, remember the cartoon? But, meh. What Doctor Strange is, though, it just still feels like a very comic book movie where it's like, it's kind of a one-off where wacky things happen. It doesn't have a huge effect on the universe at large, but it still feels very comic book. Jacob, mm-hmm. you said he does not feel like the biggest character in his movie. He is a vehicle yeah. in his movie for all yes. other characters to experience anything that they could, anything possible. He's also the vehicle for the MCU to experience anything possible that anyone could think of. Mm-hmm. Vehicles right. don't make very interesting characters. Your car no. is not a very interesting <laughs> character. And that's why he's <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's why he's popped up like four times in between mm-hmm. his two solo movies. Spider-Man, he's Because in. he works better as a side character who just yes. pops in. That's why he works well in Spider-Man. Yes. And that's why he works well in the Avengers. But in Infinity uh, War, I think is still the best version of him because Jacob, like you said, his you can feel Every producer off screen holding up a picture of Robert Downey Jr. being like, you should act like this guy in every other appearance. But in the movie Infinity War, where he shares screen Screen time time. with Robert Downey Jr., they're like, well, you can't do that. You know, just be you. Just be a character. (laughs) And it's like, oh, you're letting him be Stephen Strange? Great. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we get to see it. It's funny because there's so many versions of him in this. But he does get uh, maybe overshadowed by Wanda. But um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the good news is if you're feeling fatigue, Marvel fatigue, the good news is there's only 80 more things going to go out. on forever. <laughs> it will never end. <laughs> so get ready. You'll never catch and up it entirely. It will never stop. You know, no. sleep, yeah. sleep tight, no. America. I think that's the thing. Like, who, it, 
Maybe it's just not this next phase isn't for us. It's for the no. younger kids. It's not for us yes. anymore. It's it's being passed down. And I think the secret wars is going to be the passing of the torch. We yeah, were at a fine. point where the whole MCU in these quote unquote phases was a nice book that was getting written and it's just going and going and going. And here's the pages right mm-hmm. now. The the binding to that book, the phase we're in now, has been torn asunder because they are stuffing in 500 pages now. That's the premise yeah. of it. Anything right. can be fun. Now, mm-hmm. like we said with Secret Wars, eventually what the plot's going to be is the book is closed. At where the, multi, the death of the multiverse will be the entire mm. storyline of that. And all the characters we're left with are quote-unquote set. And that'll be its own next phase of aren't you invested in this? That'll be for our kids or something. Again, mm-hmm, I, yeah. I, I will be dead by the point all of this having. I will not be able to live <laughs> through the rest of this MCU. But maybe I'm your multiverse, a version of you in the multiverse will appreciate I'll it. it. Hopefully I'll dream it and I'll be able to watch it, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah, to me right now, the MCU, to give you another metaphor, it's like a TV show that you really like that's gone on too long. You know, The Simpsons in season 30. Mm -hmm. It's not as good as it used to be, maybe. uh, But you still like The Simpsons. So at the end of the day, you can kind of watch it as, you know, mindless (laughs) entertainment. You know the characters' names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. But it's, it's, it's hard to keep a good thing going for too long. Like, eventually everything you know, reaches its end point with the MCU. Yeah. As long as they keep printing money, they're going to keep making them. Right. So, yeah. and this, what can Doctor you do? Strange made a lot of money. It's, billion, of money <laughs> it's probably going to make a billion, you know, there you go. So they're still pumping out gold. It's you the know? 11th so highest opening weekend of all soon. time. You're right. Yeah. Fuck us. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're not going anywhere. Marvel's not going anywhere. And right. no. Yeah. I think the closest thing they've had to a flop was the Eternals, and that still did, you know, probably a couple hundred million domestically. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they can keep making these forever. They're literally printing money. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they're just going to yeah. Yeah, keep going. But that's our big. We'll probably have more of these big Marvel episodes because it's never going yep. to stop. And there'll be probably multiple things releasing on the same weekend. So I'm we thank you sure. for taking this journey. Anything else we want to say before we wrap her up? No, uh, I'm going to oh. hold hands with Jacob and we're going to recite the special phrase to bind you into an Ushabti mic. But what, what <laughs> yes. do you want to get out before you say that? <laughs> Why didn't they find a version of Vision to talk to Wanda? Mm. Yeah, that would That's have been interesting. Why Paul was there not, the theater? Yeah. We had the Ultron yeah. robots. Where's Paul Bettany? Who who was the dad to that Wanda's kids? Also, yeah. did she have powers right. before she was dreamwalked, or did she get powers just because of the possession? She was always Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, and even in that universe. Anyway, those are the questions I'd leave you with. Get Paul Bettany to be like, Wanda, this is illogical, even from another I'm universe. A human. Yeah, I yeah. did ask Colin about that at the theater. I said, where's mm-hmm. Paul Bettany? My only thought is, we ain't got our RDJ money. We ain't got Paul Bettany money, I guess. <laughs> right. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. hey, it's it's art over here. We got Jim from The Office money. And yeah. Let's right. be happy with that. <laughs> Patrick Stewart can be there for six hours only. <laughs> um, between episodes of Picard season two. Oh, sheets, yes. Sheets. I walk like across to. the street if you'd like. <laughs> I've just uh, taken a THC gummy. <laughs> you want me to sit in a what? A flying wheelchair? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my other thing. One Great. correction. I made the joke Illuminati. That's because of their Silver Ultron robots. That's right. That's what I meant. To That's right. Nice. That must Anyways, be why. So we'll leave you with that. That must gem, be why. That infinity gem of a joke. 
Um, <laughs> what's an Infinity Gem? And if you have an Infinity Gauntlet, we urge you to snap on over to our socials at nice. normies underscore like underscore us, where a version of you can leave a, a version of a review of this podcast because that really helps us out or like and subscribe. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you want to do it as multiple versions of you, maybe that's a, a Moon Knight version. Maybe Steven leaves a review. We'll take those as well. Yeah, log into all those Gmails <laughs> and leave good <laughs> yeah. reviews, please. All your alters, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and hit us up that's at the right. YouTube. Check that out too. Jacob's doing awesome work there with these videos here where you can see us uh, pointing out all these dumb comics behind me. Yeah. That's right. And what color will our backgrounds be? That's the other part of the That's mystery. Right. So That's right. That's right. Tune in for that. But yeah, uh, thanks for hanging with us on this jumbo-sized Marvel State of the Union. <laughs> I've uh, been your host, Colin Shu, uh, Mike Specter. Not the most violent, but kind of. And this is Jacob Strange Moon. Thank you for the multiverse of nightness. Ooh, good night, mm. Normans. <laughs> good night, good moon. nightness. <laughs> Good night, Good night moon. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.